Rose. Hey, Raphael. Boy. Hey, Kendrick. Hey, Angie. Hey, Kendrick. What's going on? Uh, Raphael, you was out in the streets. Oh. Not this weekend, but a couple of weeks ago, you were doing... You was doing a little something. Oh, oh man. Something <laughs> you were biking Yeah. Pretty much um down my way they have like yeah, the thing called bikes and beer. Well they'll pretty much do like a like a fifteen mile or thirty mile or fifty mile bike ride sponsored by a brewery and then you just pretty much just starts at the brewery, then you ride and then you come back and everyone just, you know, kicks back, relaxes, has a couple beers and, and goes home. So so this year was my first year doing it. I think last year when I tried to ride, it got rained out, so we couldn't make it. But so it was not bad, not bad. But we did. I think we did like 16 miles. Like one of my friends kind of had a little had a little fender bender, but it was all good. Ah. Uh, I'm hoping our illustrious guest uh, remembers. I did send her lots of notes, <laughs> but they just had an event this weekend, so like I hope um, she doesn't forget. Let's see. That right. Um, oh, I guess in the meantime, I will do some inviting as well. Kendrick, did y'all have y'all had something down uh, Houston Way, right? Um, not too much. No, uh, I'm trying to see. No, not this weekend. Well, not that I went to anyway. It might have been the weekend prior to, because I saw, um, I saw Crapper Brothers and oh my gosh, I can see his face, but I cannot think of his name. Um, I feel so bad that I can't remember that man's name. Uh. Wow. Thinking. It's um Ken. His name is Ken. Oh, I need to see what that was about. It was it was something. I don't know. I mean It wasn't I, a fundraiser per se, but it was something that they I saw that, you know, they had like a little group picture and everything. Oh, um, yeah, they went to an anniversary at this brewery called Project Halo. Yeah. I, uh, okay. We, well, we, we had a food drive. That's what it was. We had okay. a food drive a couple of weekends ago. And then um, after that, they went they went to uh, Project Halo. Uh, this uh, uh, Latina-owned um, that's, uh that's on the outskirts of Houston in the city called Fulcher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, everything was cool though. The food drive was good. So we uh, 
So yeah, it was it was yeah, we had a good turnout, uh they donated to the Houston Food Bank and uh and yeah, so just another good charity charity thank God uh, you know, out of our caps. Um how is the I wanna say the Sugarland Festival? I don't think that's what it's called. The Honeyland Festival that's coming up in November. It in Sugarland. Honestly, I don't see that Marcus uh, from Mother Stars is gonna be a part of that. Um when I was looking at the tickets I saw that unfortunately you have to purchase like a two day pass and they don't mm-hmm. have like a single day pass. So I I'm yeah, I wouldn't be going for two days. So I think it's like a hundred or something dollars. So, uh, so yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have wanted to do, um, I wouldn't have wanted to, to stay there for no two days. So but. they're gonna rethink the. the I, I'm pretty sure they're gonna rethink that. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna yeah. rethink that for, for your first for your first time out. You're going too too close to the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they would have had a single day tickets, then yeah, I definitely would have wanted to pull up because of course anything that they do, I'm gonna support. But yeah, two days, yeah, nah. Uh, I was looking at it a little bit further, looking at like, okay, I one option seemed doable compared to the other. And when it comes to festivals, I'm a VIP kind of girl um, because I want the bathroom with the uh, air or <clears throat> attendees, attendance to, to make sure everything is nice and clean. I want to be able to go to the covered area that has maybe some air conditioning or uh, light refreshments as uh, the next acts. You know, I'm very bougie when it comes to concerts. But the thing that I did like about it was the price point, you know, for two days, the price point was, I can see that because I paid like two fifty four for a one-time deal. And then in that, you got food and you got merch included in that so that takes care of that so i wouldn't even have to worry about because i would get whatever swag that they would have is included in the price of my ticket so i thought that was very smart but um they were also trying to there's something about the parking so i it was something extra with the parking so it seems like i guess it's gonna be out in some kind of weird field or something i don't know but we'll see. I don't really care for inaugural um, uh, festivals. I want y'all to make all the you know necessary adjustments and you know trial and trial and error kind of corrections, and then you'll be better next year. Yeah, Texas got a cool off. It's not much for showing ninety-eight degrees. It's seven o'clock. I, I mean, I'm yeah. I mean, for me to even go anywhere. Like yeah, I'm I'm usually trying to wait until like eight o'clock or something to move around. But then it's gonna be a lot of traffic and stuff. So yeah, I'm 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 kind of good on festivals until Texas um, acts like they want to blow fresh, cool air instead of just hot air. It rained yesterday, and I was like, thank you. Yeah, and that was on a temporary. That was on a temporary down here. So yeah, crazy. Uh, good evening, uh, Hannah and Ashley. How are you? And Jerry, I see you're here. Hello, hello. How y'all be? 
my little heart and mind really felt like, I wonder if she's going to make it. <laughs> um, so uh, probably like by 7.15, if she doesn't, uh, if Denise doesn't make it, I'm going to assume that she forgot, even though she said, put it in my calendar, and I did. So, but in the interim, I guess I'll talk a little bit more Texas because good luck to me, little church announcements. Because I just got off a DEI uh, call for the guild. And one of the things that I didn't realize was um, the bill, the drag show, quote unquote, drag show bill is going to be instated as of September 1st. And I am one of the ones that goes to vote all the time, not for just the president, but for all stuff. And I don't remember when this was put on the ballot to vote for. It it went right past me. I I don't know if it was one of those nighttime things, just kind of got skirted into some other uh, bulk of legislation that they were putting out. But apparently, they're wanting to preface it to where entertainers, theater, however you would say it, would be up under this big umbrella. And so they would have to list that it's over 18. You have to, you can only serve over 18. So you would not be able to serve any families um, at all. And the fines that would come into play, um, they were talking about, as far as your IG or your social media, they couldn't get back to you on that. But anything that actually happened at, say, i.e. brewery um, that is not culture, they would find you as well as stop you from serving anyone that's under 18. Um, and See, I they, don't, yeah, go ahead. I, I apologize, Angie. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, no. I just was like, I, I hadn't seen much of the information around that. I mean, if it's talking about Senate Bill 12, if it's talking about the $10,000 fine for hosting uh, sexually explicit performances in yes. which someone is nude, well, in which someone is nude or appeals to the prurient interest in sex. Um, yeah, so, so if I, by chance, brush up against your member, that could be considered a lewd act. And that is basically putting you under the same category as a sex shop but, uh, or adult entertainment. I'm not seeing anything about age in here. So that basically could be anybody of any age. And so even the, the whole thing about listing whether it's 18 or not, that could be a whole lot of things. It just seems like it's super duper broad. It's real that from now, the very big purpose it was it's vague as hell. And I don't know if 
when we were talking about it uh, because she did have some some slide decks. Which, um, Sam of Funky Picnic went to a meeting that basically was a lawyer there that was talking about what they were planning on doing. So there are worse. Now, of course, all of this is bad and, and jacked up, but there are worse scenarios. What I can't remember, and I'll have to go back and look in my notes, if it's supposed to go into legislature on September 1st, if they, before that happens, were they trying to up the ante or this was a downplay from that? I'll have to relook at that and see. But I do recall that being one of the things as far as wanting to add age to it. If you, ha if you said had decided to have a show, you have to preface it that it has to be 18 and up. I'm not losing. I mean, I guess for that, the 18 and up for me is kind of okay as a person who also has gone to drag performances and, and gone to different places. I'm actually good with it being someone. I, I prefer people around me that are of age as opposed to I, I don't really want kids around me. I just it's a different deal. It's like it's like going to a um, burlesque show. I wouldn't necessarily want. I know some people take their kids mm -hmm. burlesque, but I'm like I'm not really interested in kids being around me if we're well, watching this, Well, this is the thing, Jerry, what there's, what, if I'm getting, if I'm been mishear, misheard, yes, I too want something that's, because I feel that's an adult experience, but if I have that on, say, Thursday night, if you and the kiddos come on Friday, I can't serve, I can't serve you because I have to basically this establishment is like a sex shop. Not on necessarily, not is is not only saying kids can't come to drag shows, but you can't come into this establishment anymore because it has to be eighteen or up. That's where the little loophole and caveat is being put in. That's screwing people over. Very, very interesting. So for anyone who is not in Texas, uh, if you look up the Texas legislature, legislature online, look at Bill SB12, uh, Bill SB12. Um, I see the thing about being the, in the presence of a younger person. I don't see the additional part about it then being deemed a sexually oriented, a, a sexually oriented business where you could not serve anyone else like in the future, who happens to be 18 or up. But again, SB12 is the um, thing's going to go live on September 1. And we'll sneak you as well. Too neat. But um, on another note, we also talked about North Texas Beer Week, Jerry. So do you know? the demise of that, how that occurred? Because I thought it was always the Dallas Observer that kind of led that. North Texas Beer Week was um, by Matt, why am I forgetting his name? Um, I, I know I'll 
if you had to look it up. But uh, basically, he began North Texas Beer Week at, I want to say, 2014, 2015. Um, in fact, I'm trying to find a But yeah, he did that. Now, of course, as it, not only through COVID and some other things, Matt Dixon, Matt Dixon, that was his deal. In fact, I thought it was a board. Uh, something he put together, and there were a few people that were originally with the Brain Dead Brewing in Dallas, Texas, um, as well as um, Chad Montgomery, who is with Civil Core, the coffee shop here in Dallas, Texas. So there are a few people that were a part of that board, and he'd been doing it every year. Now, what happened was um, because Dallas Observer Fest happened at the beginning of September. It's going to happen on September 9th. I think he worked with them in like 2018, 2019 to perhaps become the big sponsor of Dallas, of North Texas Beer Week, moving it from late October, November timeframe to September timeframe. Mm -hmm. And so there are a few things going on and to be involved with Dallas, uh, the North Texas Beer Week, as far as I'm aware, you know, feel free to take this and, and use a grain of salt. Um, but for, as far as I'm aware from different uh, individuals that I spoke to who were brewery owners, there was sort of a pay, I'm going to say pay to play, but I don't necessarily mean like, a, you know, I don't know how much they paid or what, but basically, you know, uh, Matt Dixon also works for uh, Do 214 which is a local newsletter and out, uh, nightlife thing here. And so he would promote it through Dual 214. And these particular breweries who are going to be on board with it would make special collaborations to support North Texas Beer Week, and they'd have special beer events. One of the biggest events they would have is the Brewer's Ball. Now, the Brewer's Ball only happened like once or twice because – Matt said himself it was so cost prohibitive to put it on, but it was the thing that everyone talked about. It was the deal where you basically kind of went black tie to meet all of these local brewers who were getting together and making this unique event. And so it's kind of a unique way to, to schmooze against other people who are in the beer industry. And you can imagine that in 2014, 15, that being a bigger thing than maybe it is now because, you know, craft beer was still kind of on the new, new side around that time, especially in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, where a lot of other markets are a lot older than ours, a lot more mature than ours. And so in the last few years, it just hasn't been something that people have been picking up. And this is the Brewers, not really, you know, kind of being involved with it. Maybe I don't know all the specifics as far as whether they didn't want to pay anymore, or maybe they're doing enough collabs with other breweries locally, as well as, um, you know, throughout the state and outside the state to where they just didn't feel it was anything that they needed to do. Right. And so that was kind of the whole thing about North Texas Beer Week. Now I'm each year, as we got closer to this year, he said it would be the last year he's done. He's done. We'll see. We'll see whether he's done, done, or if there will still be a, a small kickup of it around Dallas Observer Beer Fest, because that would be the kickoff of it now. Okay. Okay. 
it seemed as if they were um, pretty sure that it was uh, it needed a resurgence. So, all right, enough about Texas. Who, although, wait, you know, who who said that though? Who's asking that it needed a resurgence? When we were at the uh, talking uh, for the guild, Texas Guild, we were trying to think of. Um, what, how we can um, get more focus on basically jobs, because that's one of the initiatives that we're doing with uh, DEI in North Texas, well, I mean, for the Texas Guild. So um, the other portion that we had spoken, talked about was, um, I guess it was a a grant, and Ashley, you may know about this, a grant through uh, the Brewers Association. And apparently we were awarded a portion of it. And the other portion was going to be for, um, if we could earn it by joining with the Brewers Association to uh, help cultivate their DEI. Um, channels for you know the Brewers Association so one of the things that we had talked about kind of going back down um, for those who are in Texas you know we have been having like little pockets of uh, job fairs in different uh, sectors and we we're trying to see what would be good not only for the people that are in the industry but people that are wanting to do a change and they want to come come out of whatever corporate jobs that they may have right now and come to the beer industry how we can bring those people in and also make it a community kind of function and that's when we talked about north texas beer week which um i guess the consensus was it hadn't really been doing a lot as you know as i guess previously um i don't necessarily remember anything going on last year of course 2020 was a wash so I can't think of 21 either. So I'm not really sure. But to know that it really is just one sole person, it makes a lot of sense that it's not, um, that it hasn't gone up to uh, being revitalized, you know, kind of bouncing back, being a one-band show and it being expensive to pull off. So. So that's I was just putting that nugget out there because you know if no one if no one knows on the call Jerry's uh, by name is NPS so of course I was like this is the perfect person to get an um, get a viewpoint from and maybe they need to reach out to this person because. Six degrees of separation of Jerry is always a wonderful time. Everybody knows Jerry. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I would I would talk to people about it. I just would want to. I'd, I'd want to know exactly what they're looking to do because mm -hmm. this was a situation where this someone this person was planning these events. He was working with a variety of breweries and, and getting some. You know, this was not for free for him too. He was getting some money from this. 
So mm-hmm. I don't, I want, I would want to be sure to not appear as if I'm trying to step in on something that he already had going. And I, I just, that, that, right. be, that, that's just not where I'm at. So, um, yeah, um, if, if someone from the guild is, I, I had no idea they were even talking about that. They can always reach out. We talk about all kinds of stuff. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, I'm glad that we did have this conversation because we should reach out to, you said Daniel, Daniel Dixon, right? Matt Dixon. I'm sorry, Matt Dixon. I don't know why I got Daniel. Matt Dixon. Um, to see maybe, hey, are you doing something? And maybe how can we, how can we assist? You know, because you don't, yeah, you don't want to take it from someone. Or even say, hey, since you're already doing this, can you add us to the list of programming to highlight, you know, whatever it is that we're doing during that week? And I'm sure there will be, but I'll just say it because it, it needs to be said. I think that if they're thinking that they're going, that he would add them just for free or just do it because it's for the love of the community type thing. I just think it's important to think that there's going to be a fee that's going to be asked for those types of things. That's just something I feel that's, um, and for the time he's in, he'll be putting into it. Yeah, I hear that. So just want to put that out there. Okay. Well, um, let, let me segue, uh, anyone that's in the audience, if you want to come up to the stage, just let me know. But I did want to, I guess, do a general question since we don't have our illustrious guest here. Um, not trying to go back to Texas, but going back to Texas, what Ashley had referred in the chat was uh, we went to a guild meeting, where I went to a guild meeting on Wednesday. And I found out a lot of people don't work where they used to work at. Uh, some people have walked away within the last month or so uh, from uh, being in the and you know being in the brewery, being part of the beer community. What what is the um, the temperance in your city and your neck of the woods as far as people? Um, quitting or just they just just walked away or they're going to some doing something else doing kind of a switch around for work here in dfw we have so many breweries but we seems like we have it feels like double or triple that of people that are employed unemployed that are in the beer community that can't find anything. Um, so what is it looking like? Oh, Ashley, are you able to talk? So I was trying to get out of Texas as, as hard as I can. Or Hannah? I can, sorry, I'm driving. Um, I, I don't know, Vegas is a really interesting place right now. Um, Personally, I'm a little 
surprised at the lack of planning that I've seen as far as CBC next year. Um, and one of our, like the second oldest breweries in the state just kind of has slowly been leaking that they're going out of business and their brewery's up for sale. Um, it's interesting because that brewery happens to be in a historically black neighborhood, um, but the current ownership could really care less. Um, so I'm excited to see if maybe that would be an opportunity for somebody else. But that's very common for here. Like I'll go to Jamaica for the summer for a month or two and come back and, you know, two, three people will have new jobs at new breweries. Um, we had one brewery that literally, um, People turned up, it's not funny, but it is comical. People turned up for work and there was a bright yellow sign on the door saying we're no longer in operation. Um, so those lows and burnouts and shitty wages and all the things that everybody else experiences, unfortunately, nationwide, we're not You cut out. What was the last thing you heard? Uh, nationwide. Oh, yeah. I just was saying we're not immune to those woes here in Vegas. Oh, okay. Hmm. And also, I will say I'm shifting gears for a minute. Some of the feedback that I've received from people who work in the industry, specifically in regards to CBC and their ownership saying, you know, well, we're not going to send you to CBC in Vegas because it's Vegas and... You wow. Know, no, nobody takes Vegas seriously. So that's a little frustrating. Um, if your employees are going to cut up, they're going to cut up no matter where you send them. Right. Oh, yeah. Hmm. hmm. I mean, <laughs> they were acting up at wherever. Yeah, they're acting up wherever they go. I mean, because we're drinking and it's. I don't even want to put that on the fact that we're drinking. I feel like that's a scapegoat. It, people are going to be assholes regardless. Very true. You can't police that. Very true. How's it looking your way, uh, Raphael? Are you seeing some some? Faces, familiar faces changing around quickly. No, I really haven't seen familiar faces, but like over here, it's like a lot of breweries just going out of business just because some of the laws in Jersey around breweries and their hours and types of events that they can have have been like really restricted. So I know there was like at least a couple breweries this year in my area that have just shut up shop and they're like hey we're done we're we're not we're gonna do something else somewhere else that's not jersey um i know here law wise they're they had some some laws on the books that were kind of holding breweries back as far as like how many events that they could actually have per year um so some of them were just literally going underground and saying hey we're having an event but we can't post it online anywhere like if you go into the brewery you could you could actually see like hey we're gonna have a night we're going to have music on this night or trivia on that night. And I know that law right now, 
to get that changed is on the governor's desk. And so the breweries here are really pushing to have him sign off on it. So that way they could, you know, just open the floodgates and say, hey, we want to have an event every week, you know, every day that we're open, we have that right to do so. So that's been kind of one of the things why, you know, some of the breweries here have just said, you know what, we're not even going to open up in Jersey. We'll go across the border into PA. And it may be some, some that go down into Delaware, but I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, honestly, that was one of the uh, one of the main conversations that I want to have today with Denise from Montclair. And I forget where you are, Raphael. I don't know where you are. Oh, well, I thought you were in Maryland. I don't have no <laughs> idea. But that, but that was one of the conversations that I want to have because I know that they um, were very vigilant with trying to build that beer community in Montclair, especially when we initially talked to. Uh, talked to her uh, probably like a year or so ago, maybe even two, to present day where they're making it where they can't have events and they're uh, curtailing them and that's messing with business to, like you said, just a, maybe a couple of times compared to um, that's basically what a lot of breweries bread and butter is having that trivia night having that you know open mic night having a comedy i've gone somewhere there was a comedy night um or speed dating or all kinds of different things that's what brings the people from you know from the community to your establishment and around the communal beer and i'm trying to figure out for what reason? Why are you not wanting these brewers to make money? How's that hurting you? And I would love to know what the rebuttal is for that. Who who thought of this shit? It sounds crazy. Like people don't have nothing better else to do. No, I think you're looking at it the wrong way. And I think we're forgetting how lobbyists work in this country. And if people that are seeing competition from breweries for entertainment um, have the money and the connections, there you go. The American and local way. restaurants, right? Yeah. That's right. Local restaurants are seeing definitely breweries as competition. So you've got local beer bars, other bars, and they're like, man, we got to get them out of here. Okay, I see that. And then I think, and that when you say that, that makes me think about Smidock, where he was trying so hard to find his space because he didn't want to sell food. He just wanted to sell beer and he could not find the space. Um, he kept on getting that pushback, which he would have been that, quote unquote, that competition being a restaurant that served food. So it's like, it seems like a double-edged sword. But okay. Yeah, I wanted to, um, they had, uh, literally, they had, well, I'm going to say about a week or so, a campaign that they had posted, like, hey, uh, sign up for the legislation, you know, put in your, um, sign sign the legislature or sign the, oh, I'm sorry, sign the petition to uh, say, hey, we don't want this to happen. So what, what do you, what do y'all think would be the, 
better compromise? Is it zoning that that would make it fair? Is it okay for every three restaurants that there be a brewery? What would make it fair where everyone could be happy or semi-happy? Uh, I can say here in Vegas, um, well, Vegas is Vegas. I'll just leave it at that. But our city really wants the powers that be understood the power of beer tourism and making it easier for breweries to get up and going and realizing that it's a destination people will travel to specifically for that. And looking what the average spend is of a craft beer tours, then people start looking, they started looking at things differently here. So much so that they established a brewery row and basically waived a $70,000, $80,000 liquor license because mm. they wanted breweries to open. But it wasn't until the city, and this is where having like, you know, your chamber of tourism and commerce and all that kind of stuff involved. And it, it all boils down to money. So if you can show how that's a benefit for the local economy and the local community, then you might have a fighting chance. But again, that's assuming that you have somebody that is a lobbyist or an advocate or understands how to have those conversations with your local government. Mm -hmm. Jerry? Um, ditto to what Ashley mentioned. I know here in Texas, you know, like beer to go. Beer to go, September 1 will be four years here in Texas. We were the very last state to get beer to go. And that was because the, you know, the lobbyists that were blocking it and said they did not want people to take beer home or they had very big restrictions on it. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's one of those things where you, you, you have to look and see, okay, what's happening on that level? Like this year, um, the, the guild was trying to get the, a situation similar to what California has, where they can at least ship uh, from Texas beers to other Texas homes. You can just ship to customers within the state. But that, you know, with everything else going on and with the madness that, you know, you, you, <laughs> the drag stuff that we were talking about earlier and now how that took so much attention, it didn't even get picked up this legislative session. So we'll have to wait until a couple of years from now. So those are the things I think about in Texas. Okay. A lot. Um, I guess to oh, actually, I did want I. It made me. You said it's just Vegas. It made me think of something, and this is probably this is way sidebar, but I, I thought that I would ask. Um, the dude that uh, sung the small town, not in a small town, whatever, whatever song with the incident that happened was there any dip of significance as far as a drop in tourism after that mass shooting or was no, it not at all status quo status quo okay not at all mm. okay you're talking about the october one yeah. shooting at mandalay bay 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I think if anything, more people came to support. And the thing about Vegas, and I tell people all the time, we really are, no pun intended, we are a small town that just dresses up like a big city. And we really do operate that way. Um, and so I think initially, but shit, like nothing, nothing, nothing was going to stop people from coming to Vegas, even during COVID. When you couldn't drive up and down the strip, people were coming in droves here. So I just think that's kind of the blessing and the curse of it being an adult Disneyland. Um, people will always come here until we run out of water and then they'll figure something else out. <laughs> well, the last thing that I want to talk about uh, before I let y'all go is, and I'm going to have to find it. I'll probably put it in um in Discord, but people's beer. I saw something and I can't remember what under whose channel it was, but they're getting ready in October to have a very big event. People's beer. That's in. Is that in California? It's like four days worth of events. It's a few events. Yes. Is it in California or am I? It's home? in Sacramento, yeah, in California. Oh, okay. I am like, yeah. this 53 year old not going to give me down. All right, good. All right. So, yeah, there's a lot of programming that's going to be take, they'll be taking place. Um, and I wonder if it was on y'all's radar. And if it's not, to, to make sure you put it in your radar because this is, this is a historical event that um, I'm hoping that will be unprecedented uh, for for us, National Black Beer Association, and everyone that is in um, that is a person of color in the beer community. That uh, it will be kind of illuminating. So make sure that you look at that. As well as, um, I'll make sure that I find the link that I was looking at and seeing that. Um, in that role of that, People's Beer and The Black is Beautiful 2.0 or Volume 2. Have y'all seen that roll out yet? Have y'all started seeing that in stores or people, your local uh, breweries starting to? make that or conspire to getting that out? Not yet. I mean, I think Mother Souls has it on tap. I'm just waiting on Marcus to do his next level release so I can go down there and patronize. Well, he, but yeah, I think, I think he's an ally. He's an ally. Well, yeah, we, we know, yeah, we know sure. they're going to do it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, if, nah. if he don't do it, yeah. Yeah, as far as Houston, then yeah, no, nah, I haven't seen anybody promote it. Okay. I'm wondering if uh, I, I think the labeling, everything has has gone out, and the recipe is out there for people to use. Um, but have y'all also noticed out of the different um, black brewers? that they're popping up in Whole Foods. I'm seeing a lot of folks saying, hey, we're at Whole Foods at their local 
at their local uh, on the local level. Uh, have y'all noticed that? And have y'all seen any as far as like company? Uh, and not necessarily black is beautiful, but just their own brand. Like Montclair, I think is one. Um, I think I saw rhythm. It's a it's like three or four. It's like after we came back from um, Pittsburgh, that's when I started seeing it's like pop, 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 pop. I'm seeing all these people at um, with the attachment of Whole Foods on the local level getting their products out. Have y'all noticed that at all? Andy, I just want to say, like, the Barrel and Fold, they got a partnership this year with Whole Foods. So um, Whole Foods wanted the collaboration beers in the city of Pittsburgh. Um, but I, a few months ago at the Craft Beverage Expo, had met Mary, who is the, uh, she is the national uh, salesperson for, like, beer, wine, and stuff at Whole Foods. And her and I kind of reconnected right before Barrel and Flow because we exchanged information, but never, you know, never reached out. And, but it was a big thing that they had sent the email out to the brewers if they wanted to be, um, to get connected to sell in Whole Foods. So I like pretty much finished all my paperwork. So, I will be, I'm able to distribute to all 12 Whole Foods in the state of Ohio now, currently. So, but it was an initiative that she had reached out. Well, with Barrel and Flow, like, again, me, me and Day met her at that same expo. So it was just like, I guess, them working on that connection for Barrel and Flow. But we were all given the opportunity to set up our accounts for Pittsburgh to sell the collaboration, um, but because I didn't, we, our collaboration wasn't necessarily in cans. I just did my paperwork for Ohio in my market. Okay, very good. Yeah, it was, I mean, I knew that they, you know, cause I went to the, um, the symposium and they were two rows deep, but I was seeing not only, cause you know, I, my expectation is to see the ones, you know, at Mike's Beer Bar, blah, blah, blah. But when I was seeing, hey, we're at, this is my local place, and it's not necessarily the collaboration brew, it's whatever they've been brewing. That's that's what made me take pause. Like, okay, this is a nice look. I hope that it's um, lucrative and it's, you know, it's, well worth their while and we're gonna find out later on because sometimes i was like yes whole foods and sometimes like all right but it also depends on how much you're you're um i guess probably giving them and what what you've what arrangements that you've made because i'm my assumption is everybody's arrangement is different there's not any such blanket thing and you have to just be very um uh, diligent to make sure that you're coming out on top for these um, for these deals. Um, yeah, 
but yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, I, I think I posted maybe a couple, but I'll probably be a little bit more diligent um, doing that. And lastly, as we have uh, about 10 minutes, um, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers. I posted uh, our first YouTube. Basically, I did a, um, did a recording of one of our uh, replays, and I made it uh, to post on YouTube. So you can, you don't have to come to Clubhouse. You can also listen to it um, on YouTube. Makes it a little bit easier. And, you know, I'm slowly doing a little creep to, you know, to try to figure out how to... Um, change it from the mp4 to mp3 or whichever version it is so i can actually add to spotify but i'm still diligently working so it's baby steps it's me it's me doing it so and me and technology even though i work in telecommunications we're not friends (laughs) we're very close uh semi-associates but we'll be friends soon but Anything else? Y'all drinking anything? Y'all had anything amazing to drink this weekend before we close out? And by the way, uh, Amani said that he is enjoying and had a um, the dog fi- dogfish head. They <clears throat> they have the Black is Beautiful volume two, the hazy. So and I remember he did post that. So dogfish is right out the gate. With uh, getting that on the books. And, um, Jerry, I think you had mentioned when we were in Pittsburgh, one of your questions, or it was either you or Greg, I can't remember which one, as far as being diligent with asking. If we were going to be doing the asking, say, hey, XYZ Brewery, you know, they have the volume two. Are you going to brew it? And can I hear if we're going to do that again or not? You know, let people. Uh, So that question may have been, that specific question may have been great. I know we had a lot of questions in that session. I think my my question was that since the words hazy IPA are was would we have would breweries have the same ability to contribute in the different ways uh, that just like they did for the stout right not everyone did stout some people did coffee ciders they did meats they did dark lagers they did a lot of different things and so I would love to still have that same flexibility and they basically said yes you could I mean they were thinking Brewers like Rhythm, who you know only you know, does loggers, I and mean, they do a porter too, which I imagine. Mm. Um, but I would love to see that same diversity in the types of beer made. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to the Hades too, for sure. But I would love to see some of that same diversity. But yes, people were asking about you know checking on the funds, making sure the funds know where they're supposed to go. Um, they were also checking about and getting involved with local breweries to. 
I think um, that was one thing that people like, we don't make salads. So I wouldn't mind. And I know you just talked to, I just hadn't finished all of the podcast. Um, taking my taking my way down to Denton County Brewing and talking to Seth and seeing about, hey, maybe Black Beer Delicates could do a brew day and do um, a volume two there because they love hazies. And they did do uh, Black is Beautiful volume one. They mm-hmm. have you know worked with Pink Boots for at least, I know of at least two collabs, uh, maybe mm-hmm. a little more, but I know at least two collabs while you've been uh, at the helm uh, of the organization. So, I mean, th- there seem to be open for doing different collabs, and I think they totally be down for like a beautiful volume two. Volume two. Yeah, that sounds like, a, sounds like a good idea. I have to up and and uh, I actually I I told him that I would um I was planning on going down there and uh, putting a bottle in his uh, speakeasy layer, so so I'm gonna have to put that in my put that in my head um, to have a conversation about that too. All right, well, uh, Labor Day is coming up. Y'all enjoy it. I know y'all don't want to be here. So we won't be having uh, a show on Monday. This coming Monday. But on September 11th, we uh, it's already tentatively set. We're going to talk about weight and beer with the lovely Amber. And... Um, I'm hoping that I can get some footage of her uh, doing weight, doing her weights, and the importance of that, especially for um, for everyone, but most importantly for women and uh, osteoporosis, and um, just doing something that um, will help us in the long run and it doesn't have to be something um extenuous just a little bit of weight is healthy for us to maintain our you know to help with bone density and uh flexibility because that's you know you want to have all that still going on in your 80s and 90s so i want to i want to have megan needs like everybody else so we'll talk about that on September 11th. But if there's nothing else, Kendra, do you have anything? No, I'm good. Well, thank y'all again. Thank y'all for we have just uh just old chin wag session tonight. I will reconvene with Denise and see if we can get her back on the books. So maybe we can talk a little bit more about um, the things that are going on in uh, the Montclair area and her state. But until then, thank you all for joining us. This is Angie, the Undeniable Vixen. Thank you all for joining us for being Black and Craft, where we don't apologize for recognizing our influence on craft beer. And we will see you very, very soon. Y'all have an amazing day.
night and weekend and weep. 